Hello, this is the Client Service Selling Podcast, Episode 1. I'm Dave. And I'm David. Over the course of this podcast series, we'll be exploring how to engage your client service teams to sell, showing you what works and crucially, what doesn't, so you can supercharge your growth within weeks. This week, we're starting at the beginning, highlighting the key pitfalls you need to avoid and what to do instead. Sounds great. Let's get into it. We're doing this again. Uh, uh, literally, we're, we're, we're sort of sniggering because um, I started a talk and there was a countdown uh, still going. So here we go. We're doing this again, <laughs> Dave. We're doing this again. Oh. We, we've we've done a few uh recorded a few podcasts and you know had them polished and had uh jingles attached to them etc and even had kind of powerpoint bullet points whacked onto the end of them we did well we, we never actually published them i know there's a good reason for that i think all all great classics have terrible pilots <laughs> that's what that, that's what i'm trying to kid myself yeah. with is a, is a classic show started badly somewhere in an archive that never will see the light of day and i think i think we're the very definition of that so let's let, let's hope that take number five is the one that really takes yes. off shall we yeah exactly so where are we netted out dave what, what, what are we doing what, what, this podcast obviously the reason why we're doing this is that you've got teams if you're in an agency or you're in a consultancy you've got teams in a company who aren't sales professionals they're not business developers but what they are is brilliant client management teams account teams subject matter experts analytical teams so on and so forth creatives as well and every single day they deliver what you hope to be brilliant to your clients so client satisfaction is really great and they have a wonderful job of doing that but the question that we ask you is imagine your reality if they all just sold a little bit more that group of people those groups of people not your sales people but your client service teams and your expert teams what would happen what would, what would it look like if they all just sold a little bit more do you know what dave well i've just actually physically felt all of our listeners lean in oh just at that moment oh really yeah Okay, we'll carry on then. Because that, that's good. Because what, what, while we've got them, hopefully, um, we're going to tell you that it, it's our priority in this podcast to make growth accessible for you through these teams. Not in the way that you're thinking and probably not in the way that you're currently doing as well. And we start with this fact. They're already 80% of the way there to finding growth for you. We get them the rest of the way in this podcast, or certainly a long way in this podcast. But first of all, Dave, for those who are leaning in and are listening, who on earth are we to tell them this? Great question. So um, we both work for a company called 422. And as David already said, we specialize in this area. And well, certainly my background is very much on the seller side, on the doing side, on the leading sales teams, on leading client services teams to really engage in this subject around growth and you know at the heart of what everything that we do is about making that growth accessible yeah and, and now and, and for the last sort of 15 16 years certainly um in your case and the last kind of eight or nine years for me we, we train people in it we are yeah. we are trainers of uh marketing services agencies uh consultancies financial basically anybody who is client facing or has client facing teams we fundamentally help them find growth that's that's basically it. And and today's podcast, it took a bit of a while uh, to decide on, but we're going to start off in today's podcast at the start um, <laughs> because fundamentally everybody is making a mistake in getting people, getting these client teams and expert teams selling. And that is you're not motivating them 
or certainly not in the right way or in the way that you might think. That's the truth of the matter, Dave. Would you agree? I would. And, you know, I, I think that mistake is compounded because of the fact that if we think about a growth journey for organizations and, you know, we've had the real privilege of working with organizations, small, medium, you know, global, large. We've worked with delegates across every single continent and we've seen so much that's gone wrong, but we've also seen so much that's gone right when it's changed. And I think in all organizations, there is a point, there's a kind of a crossroads that they they hit where delivering great work and having a great product stops delivering the returns that they used to. And therefore, there's suddenly this need within an organization to become proactive and to actually start bringing work in. And the automatic response to that is, we've got to become more salesy as an organization. And in a nutshell, that sentence kills everything. <laughs> it does. Because... <laughs> We see it. We, we see it. In, in, like I said, we're trainers. We, we see it in delegates' eyes. We see it in people's eyes. That sales, you know, it, 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 needs, it needs, you said you coined this a couple of months or so ago, David. It, it needs a good wash, that word. It, it's, <laughs> it's a very dirty word with the audience that, that, we, uh, that we work with most of the time. So um, we're going to structure this. We're going to structure this podcast into what you need to stop doing because you're, you're scaring your people off from funding growth. And the one thing you need to do that will unlock that motivation. I think what, what you just said there, David, is a great lead up to that. that if, for those of you who are listening, who are at that crossroads, who've seen your reactive sales going downhill, who are thinking, where am I going to find the next chance of growth? Who have been confronted with a much bigger growth target, sales target, revenue, profit, et cetera, et cetera. This is for you. This is absolutely for you. But you're getting in your own way right now. So Dave, we're coming across with all these big, you're doing this, you're not doing that. You're doing it all wrong. You're making loads of mistakes. What are the biggest things we see that people should stop doing to clear the way for this growth? Okay, right. I'm going to list out a number of things. And, and I want you and I want everybody listening to think about their emotional reaction to it. Okay, so next year, we need to spend more time proactively reaching out to clients. We need to get more meetings with contacts that we ha don't speak to. We need to write more proposals. We need to increase our conversion rate. We need to increase the pricing of our proposals. We need to be more effective when negotiating, particularly with procurement. We need to champion our work and scale it around our clients more. We need to actually drive longer term uh, relationships, longer term contracts. And ultimately, we need to grow by double digit growth next year. How do you feel? Uh, I'm going on LinkedIn to find jobs. <laughs> <laughs> or another job. That would be the first job. one. <laughs> and then I, 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 I'd, stop, I'd stop thinking like uh, gone right out to the edge, way outside of my comfort zone into, into blind panic and, and think, how? When I'm already full gas delivering, you know, I'm full, you know there, there's so much pressure on me, deadlines, etc. It'd be like massive slump shoulder uh, yeah. time. That, that's what it'd be for me. And I know I've just written a long list and I've spoken through a long list to you, but we see organizations make that mistake. They go chase every single one of those KPIs all at once. 
and from nowhere. And you've had a culture of delivering great work, of building long-term relationships, of developing expertise, of rewarding each other for delivering client satisfaction, for keeping clients loyal. And then suddenly you smash them in the face with the longest list of KPIs that you could possibly imagine. And everyone sits and goes, whoa, hold on a second. What is this company I'm working for? And how do I do any of this? And is all the stuff that I'm really great at no longer valued? And it just becomes this perfect storm of panic. And therefore, nothing happens commercially because no one's doing anything. And all of the stuff that you treasure about employee engagement and retaining talent starts to decline. Yeah. So it's like a bit of a seesaw that you really didn't need to get on. Yeah. You really didn't need to start to strike that balance. You, you can have your cake and eat it. And you, you mentioned the word there, KPIs there, uh, Dave, as well, as a way of kind of trying to motivate people to do it, you know, put it into their annual appraisal. What, what, what are the other mechanics? In a nutshell, you know, two or three other mechanics maybe that we see agencies and consultancies time and again utilize to try and get people up and running and motivated for this. Well, the three classics are changing your job description. So it includes more proactive outreach, changing objectives. So you're measured on different things and in changing the incentive plan. Mm, yeah, totally. And what, what, what's the result of that most of the time? It engages the people that are already engaged. So they normally succeed quicker and earn more money because they're already doing it and they just do more of it. What it doesn't do is it doesn't motivate the disengaged. Yeah. In fact, it does the opposite. Yeah. It shuts them down, turns them off, and gets them onto LinkedIn, worst case scenario. Yeah. You're almost appealing to maybe 10% of your team. You have a, you have a big chunk who are hiding their feelings towards this kind of thing, but Definitely. you know they're more prag pragmatic in the way that they think and they externalize it. And then you've got other people, exactly as you said, who are underneath their desks or in the, in the evenings back on LinkedIn looking for jobs, you know. Yeah. So with all of that, painting a, a fairly dour picture of life <laughs> at the end of the financial <laughs> year for agencies and consultancies, you can motivate people, but it has to be in a different way. Yes. So th this is your, your call to stop, take a step back and think about doing things differently because fundamentally what you just ask all your people to do is to do more quicker and things that they don't want to do yeah and that's your first big light bulb we're going to give you don't try to make your team salespeople. they're not salespeople for a reason they're fantastic subject matter experts that love delivering what you do for a business they do that because they love it they're not salespeople, professional salespeople. So don't try and make them into it. And so if you're trying to make your wonderful, talented team into a professional sales outfit, stop it. Yes. And do something else instead. What is that, Dave? Well, uh, the doing something else, it involves a stage before that. All of these things that you've just mentioned, a whole list of uh, different targets, et cetera, the KPIs, the incentives, and so on and so forth, a change in job description and that. Uh, ultimately coming from the way we look at it if i'm if i'm a client service person they're coming from the outside of me and being put upon me so to speak i now have to do this i now have to do that 
you know, I now, now have to find more time. I now have to run faster, do faster, probably end up delivering worse, not be effective at selling, and ultimately uh, end up behind the eight ball. The step before this, which is your first step in this journey, and, and this is the big thing, um, to think about the, the targets and commercial growth of the business as the end point of a journey, and it's the journey that's important. And the first step to that journey is what your people bring to the party from the inside out. How do you connect that to what's outside? And we talk about people being different and thinking about what they need to be more of before doing. You want to explain a little bit more about that, Dave? Yeah, I do. I really do because it's such an important concept, this. And if I just pose you a couple of questions, if you're listening to this podcast, and I say to you, what do you need to do to find 10% extra growth next year? So just sit on that for a little bit and think about it. Now I'm going to ask you a different question, which is thinking about your ambitions for 2024. What do you need to be more of to achieve them? And just interested about how does that make you feel, the two responses? What did it make you think about? What it, how engaged were you in each, of the, in each of the concepts? And just when you start to have more B conversations with your teams and with each other and with yourself, by the way, that's when creativity, ownership, accountability, energy comes from. Yeah, absolutely. Some people might think this is a little bit woolly, uh, you know, because we're always, you know, everybody is, needs to do stuff. Things need to happen instantly. We need to get on and do you know, if you've got a target, can't waste time thinking. We have to do. Um, <laughs> but try that question. Let, let's give an example. We're, we're coming up to the end of the podcast. So, you know, let, let's just give an example. And I asked you this, and I put you on the spot previously. Uh, but I'm going to ask it again because I, I, I think the audience needs to, needs, to, needs to feel what this is like and, and hear what this is like. Dave, we've got growth ambitions over the next 12 months or so. We do. Don't think about anything you need to do just yet, but just think about if you had to pick one thing, what what would you need to be more of? Or what do you need to be more of in order to accelerate towards achieving those growth ambitions? Put me on the spot, why don't you? Um, <laughs> all of my instincts immediately went to being braver. Yeah, being braver. Okay. What for you are the main kind of two things out of that that are important? Wow. You're really asking me to reveal myself on the very first <laughs> podcast, aren't you? Um, <laughs> um, I, I think it's being braver in the investment we make as an organization mm -hmm. and being braver on focusing our energy where it matters, really matters, and challenging ourselves every day to saying, is that where we can make the biggest impact? And sticking with that, ruthlessly sticking with that. Yeah, that I would say they were the, the top two things. Interesting, isn't it? That conversation. Really interesting. Do you know what? You know, we've been studying this and looking at this for years. And every time I come back to it, it always strikes me about how kind of excited I get when I get asked that question, how I feel energized by it, how it really focuses my brain and I start to take ownership of the conversation because it's coming from within me. And, you know, it never ceases to amaze me that. And it's great. It's a real, it's a, it's, it's a wonderful conversation to have happen to yourself as well as to lead with others. Yeah. And, and for us, it, it, it's the missing piece of agencies, consultancies, conversations that they're not having that first piece because 
you skip that piece and you go straight into doing without getting yeah. your people and particularly those who aren't engaged more engaged in the process because in this way you're getting their input into what they think they need to be in order to contribute to that growth to contribute to that target and you're giving them therefore a route that they've they are creating to get there the first steps to on that journey to ultimately hit that goal and, and it's something that is so much more engaging than being told here's your target yeah what are you going to do to hit it what are you going to do not not what you need to be you said two things there growth ambitions you said you know we need to be braver with how we invest okay then we can talk about what you need to do yeah to get to there and the second thing was really focusing in on the areas that are important okay yeah so what few of the areas that are important? What a way to create direction, precision, and clarity on then what you need to do. And then you can set KPIs that are, that are agreed between you that are very smart, et cetera. David, if we're, we're wrapping up now, if you had to sum up what we've just said, one, one thing for the, for the audience to take away, we told them what to stop. Yep. What's the one thing you'd say for them to take away? If for all of you that are managing people, book those conversations in now and start to talk to them about what do you need to be more of for the last part of this year, all of next year, in order to fulfill the ambitions that, that you as an organization have and, and they have as an individual. For those of you that don't manage people that are sitting working within this environment, challenge yourself, ask yourself that question or find a colleague that you can sit down and have that conversation with about what do we need to be more of in order to succeed and see where the conversation takes you and enjoy it. Yeah, fantastic. I couldn't agree more. I, I think it, it's it, one small step that has massive, could have massive impacts. That's it from us for this first uh, podcast. But don't worry, we'll be coming back with, with another one. And another one is if you do have these kinds of conversations, you're going to hit a hurdle and it's, it's, a, it's a biggie, but also something that is quite straightforward to overcome. That's what we're going to cover off in, this, in the next podcast. So make sure you, um, you follow us, you know, you sign up to our podcast at Spotify, iTunes, where, wherever you are listening to us uh, from. And be sure to join us in the next episode. Dave, I can see you nobody else can see us but i can see i can see dave coming up closer than mike he wants to say something to sign off not at all i've just really enjoyed it and i'm looking forward to uh to sharing more of this and also hearing feedback from you because we're always interested in what, what what you want to pick up and have conversations with us about so you can always contact us through the website or through emails and we'd love to hear your thoughts on where we should go next yeah brilliant thanks everyone for listening and uh we're looking forward to doing the next one until then see you soon and good luck Oh, 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 oh,